This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And one of the ways you do that is you sharpen the saw, and you sharpen the saw by reading from people who are better at your craft than you are and then emulating what they're doing and making it your own so that you can get better. And I can't think of a better way to do that than to pick up a copy of Be the Last Agent Standing put out by Mr. Chris Paradiso and Paradiso Presents. New version is out. Man, what a what a chore it is to put that thing together, I have to believe. Yeah, especially when we're now doing everything all in-house so that we could um, not only save some money, but be able to raise some money to give away for charity. So we actually do 100% of it ourselves. That's awesome, man. So for the people who aren't familiar with the publication, talk a little bit about what it is and what your idea was behind it when you decided this was something that was going to become a passion project for you. Well, I had to... I'm a guy that wanted to be a little different. And, um, you know, as crazy as it sounds, who, you know, who in the industry is creating a magazine? People are doing podcasts and there's great ones. Why am I going to try to compete against guys like Brian Hanley and Scott and, uh, and Bradley Flowers and you? And there's so many great podcasts. So, uh, so many people have come out with books. And I just said, hey, what about a magazine that comes out annually? Because content is changing. And the goal of the magazine was really to, um, take a theme on every piece um, and really focus on, you know, marketing, more non-traditional marketing. And this one was all about niche marketing. So we got a bunch of agents who focus on niches and it's probably the most common question I get from agents um, is how did you create your niche? And um, sometimes people have luck. Sometimes people are very calculated and sometimes people have a complete strategy. But at the end of the day, I wanted to share that with agents because it's a common question. So there's a ton of action. I mean, just ridiculous content packed in these magazines. I've read the past versions of them. Um, but what I like about it more than anything else is what the end game is. And you're raising money specifically for charitable organizations. Talk a little bit about that. Well, when I um, first started, I really wanted to focus um, in the first five volumes, raise money for an organization called Journey Found, which 
uh, my father was one of the co-founders of, and it was to help people with intellectual disabilities, people who, um, as my father always says, if we don't take action to give a voice to people with severe disabilities, imagine if that was your daughter dying who, and didn't have a voice where no one ever heard her voice. And I said, dad, I couldn't imagine having a daughter knowing that her voice wasn't heard. So I, I got behind my dad and we started a, um, um, uh, basically a foundation, uh, where we raise money for people with intellectual disabilities. And this one, I wanted to change it up a little bit. So, uh, what we did to change it up, we continue wanting to change things. We said, Hey, let anybody, um, donate any amount of money they want. If they think it's $2 and that's all they have, then it's $2. We've had several people donate a hundred dollars and somebody donate $500 for one magazine. Um, and it's really just whatever you feel there's value to, you pick. And this version is our first version. We went all electronic because of the amount of agents that were purchasing electronic over print. So we changed two things up. We went all electronic and you get to pick the value that you want to pay for the magazine. So that's, you know, just trying to change things up and not keep them, you know, day in and day out, year in and year out, just like we wanted to change it up with niches, just because so many agents ask about creating a niche and, you know, and, and, there, and there's more to it. And whether you talk to Tom uh, Larson or you talk to yourself or you talk to uh, Spencer Holden, who's, you know, a genius when it comes to creating a personal lines niche. I mean, I don't know of too many agents out there that could do what Spencer's done or even have thought about what Spencer's done, but Sharing those stories or Bob Klinger, who's also created an amazing several niches. Um, I just thought being able to share these agents that have created a niche um, and have a lot of valuable advice. So that was really what the focus of this um, of this volume six was on. Although we do put some really cool things on data because I do think data continues to play the game. So we do add a few other um um, spicy articles in there from data and uh, marketing. Um, but the core of it is all about niche marketing. So is you know, it kind of like an interview structure with those other guys that you mentioned, like Bob Klinger and, and, and all that? No, no, I didn't because I found um, in the past, we've done some interviews and people have written to me and said, hey, we really, I, I, they really found value in listening to what agents have to say. So didn't ask questions. I let them say, hey, your niche, you write on your niche and share with agents is however you want it. So more of here's the pen, you do what you want it to do, Kyle. Yeah. So it's funny. The first time that I met Bob Klinger was at innovation out in San Diego. And I made it a point to get in front of that guy because he got up and did his presentation on niches. And when I saw the flywheel that he had put together, or I should say pie chart with all of the different things that he has been able to generate from a single class of business over the years, I realized that that was somebody much smarter than I am. And I needed to figure out what was going on with him. And then when you get to know Bob and hear his story and know that he served the country and the military, and just all just following him on social media and seeing his relationship with his son and how active he is. That's a guy that you need to know. And I think that you've done a really good job when you put the article together or the magazine together of having 
the Bob Clingers of our industry be the contributors for that. And, you know, every single one of us, I don't care how long any of us have been in the industry, we can still learn new tricks from yeah, other people. Can. And, and the people that were picked, David, I mean, every one of them is sharing and sharing relentlessly with everything. I don't care if it's Matt Namoli who continues to share. I don't care if it's Bob Klinger, who's not only a, a, a patriot and a guy who's given so much to this great country. Um, I don't care if it's Spencer Holden. Um, I don't care if it's you, Ryan Hanley, Bradley Flowers. So many of you guys just continue to give back. And to me, all I'm using is a platform to share that with agents so that other agents um, hopefully hold on to volumes one, two, three, four, five, so that you can look back even a couple of years ago. If you look back to volume one and you look about at the branding aspect that's in volume one and volume two, I guarantee you could still utilize some of those pieces today. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. So kudos to you for making it an annual publication. I think that is the, the downfall of doing it as a book or even a blog post that's written and then just left to mature or whatever, you know, you're staying in the forefront. You know, a lot of stuff has changed. If you just look at just the last two years, so much has changed from 20 to 21 and then 21 going into 22, you know, it's amazing to think about how much different than an industry that is so resistant to change has changed Thanks. in two years. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think COVID played a huge role with that. And it was amazing because I had a, uh, a Hanover uh, insurance company who I have a great relationship with. And the rep says to me, we, we had about maybe 9% of the agents in the state of Connecticut had had um, uh, DocuSign, I call it DocuSign, e-signature. And she says, well, the funny thing is, is my book now is about 89 to 90%. So just from COVID start to now, has pushed it 80, 85 points higher because what are you doing if you're not in the office and your staff's not in the office and you're not using an e-signature? Well, how are you mailing this stuff? A lot of people don't have printers at home. It's that one little piece. It's just amazing how COVID has pushed us. And just look at um, how many people two years ago didn't know anything about data, right? Now everybody, you know, People have been asking me and reaching out to me, hey, what is my contract? What does the contract read about the data? And just sharing with agents to open their eyes, um, you know, because a lot of agents never read the contracts with some of these tech vendors and don't realize what's going on with our data. And I mean, APIs, right? The last 24 months, now agents actually, a lot of agents, maybe not all, but a lot of agents actually know what an API is. Um, but you go back, 24, 36 months, the average agent didn't know anything about data and didn't know, knew very, very little, if anything, about an API. You know, something else about COVID that I've noticed, and I'd be interested in, in your take, but one of the things that's happened is businesses that didn't always have the I's dotted and T's crossed are operating much more above board with financials and everything else because they had to get that crap cleaned up to get their PPP yeah. money. Yeah. So when we go to look for, you know, supporting financials or information, business owners are now much more able to speak to their numbers than they have been in the past, at least from my perspective, because no they've been forced to do that. So you are, you are spot on, but that's somebody, something that just forced us, you know, a forced thing hand. And I, I, I said this to somebody who called me yesterday, a younger gentleman that said, Hey, Chris, 
if you were looking at one thing that you would change, um, what would it do if you were to give me a piece of advice? I said, you're 28 years old. I'll tell you the biggest piece of advice I can tell you and give to you, but you got you to gotta stew on it. And we're going to talk in a week. I said, don't think like an agent, think like a business owner. You got to, if you're going in and you're opening your own agency, what a lot of agents, they became super successful. They sold a lot of policies. They're great salespeople. But being a salesperson and being a business owner are two very, very different things. Absolutely. So are, are you going to go in and you're going to run an agency and be a business owner? Or are you going to focus and really have the mindset of an agent? And I said, you really need to think about that because they are two very different avenues. So what did that secondary conversation happen? No, I have a call with them Thursday and uh, I'll be curious if, if, you know, I, I wish somebody had smacked me around when I was 28 and said, Hey, um, you know, unfortunately I waited six years, um, before someone smacked me around. And I can remember I was at the breakers in Florida (laughs) and this agency owner at breakers, I got done speaking. And then afterwards added, we were having a drink. And he literally looked at me and he says, you better take your hiney out of that in- insurance business and, and get into the running a business business. And how you're going to do that is you're going to write down everything you do in, in two weeks. And after two weeks, you're going to you're going to put either one of two letters. You're going to put an I, which means you work in the business. Or you're going to put an O, which means you work on your business. And your goal in 18 months is you're going to spend 90% of your time working on your business, 90. And if you make a commitment to yourself, your agency will be a well-oiled machine compared to working in the business, which a lot of agents do. Stop taking calls, stop taking bills, stop, you know, faxing things. Uh, and he gets laundry list of things. And he woke me up. Hmm. He woke me up. What do, what do you think clicked for you about that? That's interesting. Um, you know, I started businesses when I was 12 years old, I had a hot dog business and, um, I, I said to, you know, I, I looked at him and I said, Hey, he was one of the first guys that really opened his door for me to look inside of his agency. And he, he was running it as a business. Um, and the crazy thing is, is I don't think he could have told you what a bop was (laughs) and he just got it. And I just had a lot of, um, I took a liking to him. He was so frank and so blunt. I also like that coming from the Northeast. Sure. Kind of basically told me, you're not that smart, kid. And um, <laughs> I like I like when people challenge me. And uh, he woke me up. And I just try to wake people up to really, hopefully at an earlier age than 35 or 36. Because um, Bradley will tell you, um, I looked Bradley in the face several years ago. And I said, you know, you're a business owner, man. Every day that goes by that you stay in this business and you're, you know, he was a business owner and he needed to stop working for somebody else. There's certain people out there that, you know, should be running their own, their own firm. And he was one of them. And my only goal is, is can we wake people up to say, Hey, you know, and there's some people that shouldn't be running a business that are really, really, really good at selling insurance. Um, And it's okay. It doesn't make one better than the other. I know yeah. agents who make more money selling insurance than they did as an agency owner. And I have somebody that works for me that definitely is one of them. 
Well, yeah, and it takes a lot of the pressure off because it's a completely different hat to wear when you're responsible for everything. And let's face it, man, most producers suck at service. You know, they don't, they don't. So how are you going to lead that team? You know, that's probably, if I'm being transparent, that's been my biggest obstacle in, in running the agency is just the internal piece of it and the processes. That's one of the reasons why we're doing traction and EOS and everybody, you know, on my team, that's part of that process has a copy of the book and is in the process of getting through it. You know, we just got to draw a line in the sand. There's only so much time you can sit in my seat and allow volume to take care of a lot of other sloppiness in your operation. But I'm of the mindset at this point, I don't care if I'm net new, just completely neutral. I'll be more profitable if I take the time off to stop the freaking engine and just focus on making sure process is in place and everything else. There's no doubt in my mind. And you're going to thank yourself three or four years from now that you did it. You're going to only say, I just wish I did it earlier. Oh yeah. hundred percent, man. Like yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even be working right now if I would have gotten into this industry at 22. I mean, I didn't even start till I was 31, you know? Yeah. So it's crazy to think that, you can, you could have, I, I could have been that young, but you know what? Life experience is what gets you to where you're at. And if I wouldn't right. have done the things I did then, I probably wouldn't have adapted as quick as I have now. So the only thing I challenge you to do, David, is keep sharing that with younger agents so that you hope that they don't make the same mistake. The number one thing I tell people, if somebody comes up and got a couple agents coming to visit me and I said, the number one thing we need to sit down and spend an hour, maybe two hours what I failed at, because why do you want to make the same mistake? Everybody talks about what you succeed at, but you know what? If you ask Michael Jordan what he succeeded at, and let's just say jump shot, well, maybe you'll never have that same jump shot because we're all a little different. But in the insurance space, we all have the same pain points and we should not be making the same mistakes if, if we just share with each other and ask the question and just be totally transparent, man. I failed at a lot of different things, David. There's yeah, no no, truthfully, man, I mean, nobody ever should have had a chargeback on an ENS account that didn't pay or you didn't collect the minimum on or the down payment on after that happened to the very first guy, right? Because oh, yeah. that guy or that lady should have shared that. The rest of us should have listened and then you don't have that issue anymore. And I think that is the power of what we have the ability to deliver now online through podcasts and YouTube and everything else. I mean, sure. for crying out loud, I bankrolled the protege out of my pocket. I had no sponsors for any of that stuff. And it cost me a chunk of change to do it. But if any producer goes back and watches those episodes in the criticisms, constructive criticisms that were made, and then also the affirmation when people are doing things the right way, it's a blueprint for what you need to do to build a book of business, yes. people. Nobody yes. charged you for that. It's absolutely free, and it only requires you to have an interest in taking yourself to the next level and you know, devoting the time to do that. There you is so much on. information for free, man. YouTube channels, blogs. You want me to tell you why I charge for killing commercial? Because that's how people get accountability. Yeah, they, you're right. They, they will not act on any, I, I hand them the same information for free Yeah. You know, in my blogs, in my YouTubes, all of that stuff. But the people who come in want accountability for them and they want accountability for their producers. And the only way to make that happen is with a financial transaction because then they take it seriously. It's that point. But listen, I am going to pave the way. I'm going to donate a thousand dollars to whatever we need to do to, you know, for be the last agent standing. What I want to do though, is I want to do 20 issues at $50 a piece 
for a thousand bucks. So what's the best way for me to do that? Cause I'm going to give, I'm going to keep one for me and one for Kyle, but the next 18 are going to go to the first 18 people that send me an email at David at killing and tell me why you should be the one that gets this. What do you hope to get from it? What do you need? And I may or may not make you an applicant for protege season two. When you send that email, it depends on how good your letter is, but what you do send I do? that email over once you approve it. We'll, we'll, the magazine will be in their box with, within several minutes. Sweet. So all yeah. I need to do is I check out one time because what I didn't want to have yep. to do is do it nope. 20 different times. No, nope. you can just go in once and do it. And um, I, I don't care how many you need. If, if, if there's agents that are, if you get 100 really good applicants, I'm happy to send it. You know, we want to educate people. If people are giving you good reasons um, on, on what they want to learn. At the end of the day, David, uh, we can make a difference together. So I can't thank you enough. Uh, really appreciate all your support. And, uh, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And the veterans, thank man. you. 100%. All right, guys. Well, you know what? I'm proceeding to PayPal right now. So these are getting checked out. Send me your emails, david at killingcommercial.com. And listen, if you're somebody who wants to help somebody else, go on and buy some issues. Give them to your staff. If you or one of my uh, network friends that has a insurance network or aggregator, buy one for every single agency in your group. Charge it back to them. I don't care, but you need to get this stuff in people's hands because this is where the sausage gets made and the people that contribute to the publication like this are making sure that they're sharing 100%. We, it's like Scott Howell says, man, people want to get up and talk about Aunt B's chili and how she makes it, but they only want to give you 12 out of 15 ingredients. We're giving you all 15 in this publication right. hey one piece of advice my grandfather gave me he was a third grader when he uh, dropped out of school in order to come to america he said the one of the most important things he ever did was teach himself how to read and he says there is no secret sauce that is not in some book you just have to find the right book in the right magazine and or the right reading tool because if you find it the six the, the the ingredients to success is written there you just have to read Yep, hundred percent. Well, my transaction's good, man. I got a receipt, so I'm gonna look forward to reading my copy tonight. But you're gonna have it; it's already probably there in your inbox. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm looking forward to everybody else participating in this. Chris, thank you again for coming on. I'm gonna thank fast track this and, and get this out because I want everybody to know that it's available. And uh, you know, I wish you nothing more than continued success in this and all of your other endeavors, man, you're a game changer for the industry. It's much appreciated. And, you know, I know, you know, this, but the validation that we get when we put stuff out from people who just send the quick email or the text or the phone call to say, I know you probably get this a lot, but you changed the course of my career with this piece of advice. People don't ever quit sending those emails because that's Never. the gas that fuels. The anything, I was going to say, is there anything better than that? No, Nothing. absolutely Nothing. not. Even when you get these these emails, uh, you know, down and out emails, and and you can actually, you know, take the time to respond to these people and say, hey, you know, how many times have you heard no in the beginning of your sales career, David? Thousands. Oh. Imagine if oh, you yeah. quit. It, it does. It you know, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It only matters how many times you get up. Just keep getting up. Hundred percent, people. You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You don't take take the shot. Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott.
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Chris, I'm going to let you run, man. Thanks so much. And we're going to have Thank this you. out. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, look forward to seeing the results. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.